Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Classroom Matters with me, your host, Christy Houle. And today, I am delighted to be starting a four-part series with the Homeworks organization, along with some other wonderful guests that we will be starting with today, and then again, we will be turning this into a four-part series. So today, I want to start by introducing my two guests for episode one of this four-part series, Karen Kalish and Colleen Pollock. Welcome to the show, Karen and Colleen. How are you guys doing today? Thank you. Fabulous day. Every Very day well. Health, these are fabulous. Good. Thank you for having us. All right, so I'm going to give our listeners a little bit of background about both of you, but then I really want to just dive right in to what you're doing at the Homeworks organization and just a brief overview. So I'm going to start with Karen, and Karen is a serial social entrepreneur who has started three nonprofits and one program, former teacher, TV reporter, business owner, and nonprofit leadership with 35 years of community service focused on literacy closing the achievement gap, and ending racial discrimination. Karen holds a bachelor's degree from St. Louis University and a master's degree in public policy from Harvard Kennedy School. And Colleen is a seasoned attorney, CEO, and child advocate. Colleen has served professionally on more than a dozen task forces and other groups aimed at helping homeless and otherwise disenfranchised and neglected children via the court system, and through affiliated nonprofits. Named a finalist rising star in St. Louis Magazine's Excellence in Law, Colleen has since directed her skills and leadership experience to nonprofits and extrajudicial groups tasked with improving the lives of disadvantaged children. As CEO of Homeworks, Colleen is leading the organization through the retirement of founder Karen and is excited for Homeworks' future as a vibrant, impactful nonprofit that opens pathways to success for at-risk school children by building trusting relationships between teachers, families, and under-resourced schools. Wow, you are both amazing in what you're doing. And so I want to just dive in and Karen, as the founder of Homeworks, give our listeners a little background on what Homeworks organization is and how that came to be. Well, I always like to do the why before I do the what. And the why of Homeworks is there are thousands of young people, kids, babies um, in our region and millions in the United States who have little to no reading, talking, playing and singing in their homes at all in the first five years. And they come to school one and two years behind. And it's very, very difficult to impossible to catch up because they've missed so much of this brain development. And because they're not in school that much, this will be very surprising, but all our public schools in America, our children are only in those buildings 14% of their entire year. They spend 33% sleeping and 53%, that's all summer, every Saturday, every Sunday, and every day they're not sleeping or in school, they're out of school. And when there is nothing stimulating educational academic going on during that time, they're not getting their little brains developed so that they can learn. So that the why is that we have to get these kids to be coming to school, ready to learn, stay on or above grade level, 
graduate, go on to college, or some other post-secondary education. Not everybody should be going to college, but something so that they can have a skill and put food on the table and become productive members of society. So that's the why. And that's the reason I started Home Works to train, support, and pay teachers in low-performing schools to go to the homes of their moms, dads, grandmas, their homes of their kids, and get their parents and families engaged in their education so they can be partners. The school can be partners with the parents and the kids and the parents can be partners as well. As well. Mm-hmm. And Colleen, tell us a little bit about your background and how you became involved with the HomeWorks organization. Yeah, as started out my career as a public defender and certainly never expected that this was where I was gonna end up. But through the course of my career, I've seen over and over how important home is, how important family is, and how important parents are to children's success. And when the opportunity came for me to join the HomeWorks team, I jumped on it right away. I tell Karen and tell people I got goosebumps when I read about this organization because I was so excited about the work that we're doing and the change that we're making for families so that kids can be successful in school and life. And so just I'm thrilled to be here and to take this mantle, which is very large and big shoes to fill from Karen, as we go forward into the next, you know, 20, 30 years for HomeWorks and really making a difference in this region. And I really think about we have amazing people working at HomeWorks to support HomeWorks mission and working on the ground with teachers and principals and families to make sure that schools and families are getting what they need so kids can be successful in school. But in addition to that, I think of those teachers and those educators and those families as part of our team too. We are all working together to support these kids and to support these schools. And we may have 12 people on staff, but we trained 150 teachers this year to deliver our program services. So we're looking at 3,000 individuals. And all of that is the real true reach and impact of this important work that we're having here in the region. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Karen hit on something in her last comment about being the only you know, folks doing this. Tell us where you're located and how many school districts um, that you're in and what schools you're in. Sure. It's really important for us that we are making sure that our program can work with different demographics and in different um, parts of the region. So we are partnered with St. Louis Public Schools here in the city of St. Louis. We're partnered with Eagle College Prep, which is a charter school here in the city of St. Louis. We're partnered with the Melville School District as our suburban district that we work with. And then finally, we are with the Boonville School District, um, which is just outside of Columbia. And that's our rural school district. So you can see that we have taken our program and our initiatives to urban, suburban, and rural schools so that we can make sure that we know how the program needs to be tweaked and how it needs to be shared and what things need to look different depending on where our families are coming from. You know, Families have need everywhere, but that need can look different depending on where that everywhere is. Mm-hmm. So walk us through a day in the life of a family or a student that is involved with the HomeWorks organization for our listeners that are thinking, wow, this sounds really um, innovative and and I really want to to know more about exactly what that looks like in execution. What does a day look like? 
for a student or a family that's involved with this program? We really find it important that we take a holistic approach with our families. And aside from being the only organization in St. Louis doing what we're doing, um, we also are one of the only organizations I know about that take this holistic wraparound approach when it comes to engaging parents with school. And so the a family who is a teacher who is participating in the homeworks program will receive positive individualized communications home and some of them for the first time ever um, some of our parents we hear that they never hear from the school unless it's something negative and the first time they hear something positive is when one of our teachers reaches out to just say i'm so glad to have your son your daughter in my class and it was great to see them today and these parents are amazed that they're getting positive communications from school and then with those communications come and i would love to come to you and meet you at your home or at a time that is convenient for you on Zoom, whatever works for you, mom, dad, grandma, so we can talk about how we can work together to set goals and make sure that your child's successful. Because I know that's what you want and that's what I want and we're partners here and we're gonna work together for that. And then the parent has their visit, whether it's in person or on Zoom, but where the teacher is coming to them on their time um, and meeting them where they are, where they get to share more positive things about what's happening with the student in school and build relationships, build that trust we talked about earlier, how important that is, and then talk about really where the child is in school. So they parents learn about exactly where their um, student's doing in academics, how they're doing in behavior. This is what attendance looks like. It's surprising to some parents, they don't realize how those tardies add up or how those pulling out of school early or missing days add up and really impact their child's learning. And then at the end of the meeting, the parent, the student and the teacher set a goal together. And that can be any, we have heard all kinds of things about what the goal can be. It has been anywhere from, my son can't tie his shoes and that is slowing us down in the morning and that is making us miss the bus and that is why he's late. So our goal is we're gonna work on learn how he's gonna tie his shoes and I as a teacher, I'm gonna help get you resources so that you can learn different ways and strategies to do that. So there's been everything from that to, my daughter doesn't know any of her sight words and she's in second grade and can't read at all. So here's what we're gonna to do together so that you, mom, dad, grandma, know what you can do at home so that your daughter does start learning her sight words and can come to school ready to learn and ready to engage with the material that's happening in the classroom. So we have those goals that are set together. And then finally, there's a follow-up. And so the family, it's not just the teacher's gonna say, okay, go do this and take care of it. And we'll see you later. The teacher's gonna follow up with the family afterwards at an agreed upon time, whether that's 30 days, whether it's three months, with another communication, another visit, and talk about the student's progress towards their goal. So it really is this, we want parents to feel supported. So I'm gonna add three things. I'm gonna add three things. Number one is, I just wanna underline um, Colleen saying that there are these positive interactions between home and school before school even starts and before a teacher is even allowed to say anything negative. They can't just call the first call and saying, you know, Johnny did this or Jamal did that. No, the first four calls have to be, oh my gosh, he got an A on his spelling test. Have a nice day. I mean, just positive, positive, positive. It's just amazing the reaction. They're like, the school is calling me and saying something positive? 
it's, it's been really interesting. Number two, the teachers always go in pairs. And they there are either the gym teacher and the teacher, it's the classroom teacher, and one other person in the building. Hopefully that the child knows and likes and the gym teacher is always a popular one. And we also request or suggest that at least one of the two look like the person on the other side of the screen door to make that family feel a little more comfortable. And the third is that afterwards we invite them to dinner at school. We didn't have it during COVID, but now the schools are starting to let us have dinner. And we say, we're having a dinner on September 23rd. Can you come? And mom say, mom could say, oh my gosh, I have, I got all these kids. I can't come. Bring your kids. We'd love to have them. We've got food. We've got childcare. We've got everything. Bring your kids. Can you come? I got to work. Can you change with someone? And no matter what the barrier, we want to take care of that so that they would come to school and have a positive, wonderful time with the teachers, with meeting the other parents. And so with that is a really important follow-up as well. Yeah. And to Karen's point about really wanting to eliminate barriers, I mean, it's not just with the families, it's with the teachers too. So we're paying the teachers to do this. This is above and beyond the call of duty. It is outside of the school day. Oftentimes teachers are taking time away from their own families so that they can engage with the families of their students. And we are making sure that they get compensated for that. And for the families, if transportation is a barrier, we, we pay for that too. We make sure that a cab is sent or work with the district for whatever um, supports the district has to make sure that the family can make it. If they need childcare, we will pay for childcare to happen at the event. We provide food at the events. We send learning resources home so parents aren't having to you know, struggle to find the right kind of note cards or flashcards or dice or chalk or Play-Doh, those types of things that um, seem simple to us sometimes, but are so important for kids to learn and can be can learn so creatively. And so we provide those things to our teachers so they can provide them to their families. So it's really important to us that we don't hear, well, I'd love to do that, but we can't. And that we step in and say, sure we can, and let's see how we what we can do to make it happen. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you are really moving forward or moving ahead in meeting parents and families and students where they are, as opposed to expecting families and parents to drop everything they're doing to meet the school's needs or the school's schedules or what the school wants. And in turn, a lot of times causes those barriers, right? It causes a lot of judgment from either side. And, you know, breaking down those walls where, you know, I know, and for safety reasons, I know this has to happen sometimes in schools, but, you know, the commitment to being a true, true partner with these families, not just saying you want to partner with them, but actually really living it out and doing it. Um, and the teachers showing the commitment to doing this is um, just an amazing thing. But you know, unfortunately, a lot of times parents do feel like, well, the school doesn't want us. There's a big sign on the door that says, don't come in until after three, or you know, they stop you at the front door and interrogate you, and why are you here? And so it sounds like you are, you, you know, you're sort of, bridging that gap, you're changing that that paradigm into, we want to work with you, we love you, we care about you, this is important to us, um, and we're gonna meet you where you are. And so Karen, what kind of feedback have you and Colleen and this organization gotten from families and teachers and, and students that are First involved in this First of all, I have to program? say that your question could only have been asked by someone who used to be a teacher. 
because you showed so much insight. In <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited about what you're doing. I wish I could have been involved in something like this when I was a teacher, because really, it truly makes you emotional when you think about teaching and kids that what you're doing is so it's so big, it's so important. And it's it's just what everybody needs. It's what kids need. And so I'm just, I'm just in awe of, of what you're doing. So um, well, hopefully you hear that coming to answer through your question, in my conversation. Everybody has a different reaction, but I'll tell you the two that are most, that come more, more than any other. Number one, from the teachers who walk in the house, make the appointment, walk in the house with some preconceptions and misconceptions as well and are shocked at how much mom, dad, grandma care, but they have two and three jobs and they're trying to keep food on the table and the lights on. And when they say to the teacher, I come home at two o'clock in the morning from my third job, you want me to wake up my child and read to him then? And of course we don't, <clears throat> but we find a way and just her realization. So the teachers, wow, she really does love her kids. She cares about her kids. She's just doing the best she can. And it's just a whole misconception that is turned upside down. From the parents' point of view, they're scared to death. They think the teachers are gonna come in and look in their refrigerator, look under the bed, see what kind of mom they are. They could lose their house, their kids. And all the teacher wants to do is have a relationship. And the parents realize, you really do love my kid. You really do know my kid. And these misconceptions like go up and smoke, just with that first visit and that second visit, and the relationship that is built and the trust that is built. And the kids, oh my gosh, the kids adore it when the parent, when the teachers come over, oh my gosh. And the parents that don't want the teachers over, the kids are bugging their parents until the parents finally say yes. And then they come over and the mom and dad realize, you just wanna know us and our kids and help our kids. So it's just a lot of misconceptions that go up in smoke. Yeah, I agree with Karen wholeheartedly. One of the stories I just heard yesterday that was really moving to me is what one of the one of the interventions we have we call our parent teacher workshops and so where with our visits our teachers are going individually to the family with our workshops the families are invited to come together at the school or on zoom during COVID to learn strategies together and create community and build community across the grade level parents so they can learn what they can do at home to support what's going on in the classroom. We actually teach parents what is being taught to their kid. And this is another event we do. And so parents receive an invitation. They receive calls or emails or texts or messages from teachers really imploring them and asking them and inviting them to come. And one of the parents at one of our schools, Hickey Elementary, which is in St. Louis Public Schools, um, received her invitation for the parent-teacher workshop that's gonna be coming up next month. And she told the teacher, I was so excited to receive this invitation, I'm gonna laminate it. She actually said she wanted to laminate her invitation. And that was just one of those that struck me as like, this mom has never been invited like this before. Like this is the first time to her, someone has acknowledged how important she is and the power that she brings to her child being successful in school. That it wasn't just about that this is gonna make a difference for her kid, it changed her and how she felt about her worth. And I just thought I that think that's was one amazing. of the wonderful goals of Homeworks is that we want parents to feel seen, valued, and heard. And we hear over and over again, 
that they have never felt that way at schools, seen, valued, and heard. We want that parent voice as much as possible. So I think that's really important too. I also have to bring up something, if you don't mind. Um, Colleen mentioned that we pay the teachers and that is just crucial because it's over and above the call of duty. But we need money to be able to pay the teachers. And we've just had so much wonderful support from the community, from corporations such as Ameren and Emerson, from family foundations like TRIO and Sci Foundation, from individuals, which I won't mention any names, but individuals, we have well over 500 donors because they see the value of this work. So I would just wanna mention it for someone to go on our website if they want to, teacherhomevisit.org, get on that donate button, but on the way to the donate button, look at everything about us and they will, they'll learn a lot, but I just have to bring that part up. Oh, I, I look on fundraising as giving people an opportunity to play a part in something that's way bigger than we are. And this is crucial. This family school relationship is crucial not only to the success of our children, but to the success of our community. Well, Karen, you just uh, wrapped up the episode for me, and I appreciate that. My next question was going to be, where can people find you? How can they help? And <laughs> what are the goals? Of, it's like we're sharing a brain today, Great Karen. Um, and so, you know, just to close... That's right. To close out, you want you want your goal is you want parents to be seen, heard, and valued. And people can find you on the homework site. They can donate. They can get in touch with you, both Karen and Colleen. Thank you both so much for being a part of this episode. And for all of our listeners, we will be talking with Colleen and Karen in our second um, episode of this series. And we'll be bringing on another extraordinary guest in our second episode to talk about some specific projects that Homeworks has been involved in. So thank you again, Karen and Colleen, for joining us. And um, we hope to hear a lot from you in the next couple of sessions. And again, we will list all of your information in the description page um, at the Educate.today website. Thank you both. Thank you.